Welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And if you are one of our new listeners, as there are many of you out there, we greatly thank you for listening to us. And if you haven't already, please leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to us. It makes a huge difference. Now, Father, I want to ask you a question here because this is something that in my business world and in the way that the church is operating, there is a disconnect. And I'm going to dive into it because I think it's something that's an important conversation in a lot of different areas. So one of the things that I do a lot of is is sales. I mean, long story short. And one of the most important things in sales is identifying who you want to talk to in a specific fashion. For instance, saying I want to talk to business owners isn't clear enough. It's, I want to talk to business owners who are working in the real estate world, specifically in roofing in Allegheny County. Well, now you've just immediately those people who you've identified light up and care. And the challenge that I, I see here with the church is, is this, is that when we are called to literally be universal, which means for everyone, you don't get that degree of specificity that we in this current society use to trigger ourselves to pay attention. And if it's just a general come eat it, come eat here, and it's not pertaining to a specific you, most people blank out on those types of messages. Like, okay, here's a general article or whatever. It might be very powerful, true, and all this stuff, but I'm never going to click it and open it because I don't feel it pertains to me as an individual. And I wanted to talk about this problem because I don't think it's unique to this era, although it's what I'm living in, so I see it. The church is always called to be to everyone and unique. That salvation of Jesus is to everyone. But how do we overcome this problem of it's, if it's for everyone, it's not for me? Because that's the mentality that so many of us have from our buying hats that we live in the world. You know, I don't want the, the tea that, that's for everyone. I want the one that's specialty that I like, that's just for me. So hopefully that, that is articulated correctly and you understand the problem I'm trying to discuss here mm-hmm. and we can figure out a way that this is solvable. Well, I think uh, you bring up a, a great point, Joe, and uh, it uh, fits together nicely with uh, an encounter that I just had a couple days ago uh, that I'd love to, to share a little more about. There's a, there's a group called the Genesis Mission, uh, who are located, it's uh, founded and uh, spearheaded by a priest, Father John, and a, a laywoman, Michelle Thompson, in the Diocese of Plymouth in the UK. And okay. uh, so they have lovely British accents and are fun to talk with. Uh, and they're responding to the call to share the gospel, just like we are. And their model of sharing the gospel starts with a lot of listening. And their proposal is, first of all, God wants you to share the gospel with somebody today, maybe many people today, and expect those divinely appointed encounters. If we start looking for them, we'll be finding them quite quickly. And then when you find someone uh, and you start having a conversation, instead of trying to target the marketing towards them, like you were just describing, as if you could second guess what they most need, Mm -hmm. talk to them and make a connection and find out where their hearts are and what they long for and what their dreams are and 
what they're doing in life and where they're falling short and where, and, and as you listen to the person, then you're in a position to tailor present the gospel to invite them to encounter Jesus according to the real needs that they actually have. And so that's a, when we say that our, our church is universal and our gospel is universal, that's saying we know that it connects with everyone. But how does it connect with you? Well, that requires a little bit of tailoring. And who's going to do that? Well, the Holy Spirit's going to do that best, but the Holy Spirit works through us. And so we need to work together with the Holy Spirit to then speak into whatever is, is going on in someone's heart. And so um, I, I learned this in a, a kind of punchy way. I probably have said this at some point on our podcast, but uh, maybe a long time ago, when I was asking uh, a man, a director of evangelization for a diocese who had a lot of experience in the evangelical world, actually. But I said, how do you, how do you evangelize? He said, four steps. You've got to light a fire, build a bridge, open a window, and plant a signpost. Mm. And lighting a fire is the first thing. You have to have somebody's attention. You have to have a, an, an opening. You have to have a starting point. Now he looked at me with my beard and my religious habit, and he said, you're a walking fire. <laughs> but, uh, you have to have a starting point. How do you connect with people? How do you even meet them? How do you start the conversation? How do you do any of that uh, and, and create even a beginning of openness with somebody? But then you have to build a bridge and building a bridge involves really understanding where someone is, where they're coming from, what they're going through, what they're struggling with, what they're dreaming of, what, they're, you know, what questions they have, what's, what's going on in their lives. And it has to be a genuine interest. You know, it's not just a, a marketing scheme. It has to be a real interest in the person. And they need to feel that. They need to feel that you have their real interests in mind. Because otherwise, you're, uh, pardon me for saying it to a salesman, you're just a salesman. You're just trying <laughs> to sell them something. And, and you have a, a vested interest in it that it's about your sale and not about their welfare. Yeah, you're, you're a good salesman. So I know you take that in the right way. But the... Uh, when we're, when we're promoting the gospel, it really is for the other person. It's not just, it needs to not just be, I'm going to check off another win on my list. Uh, that's whenever we turn a person into an object, into a data point, we've reduced the person and they should be offended and turn away from that. So, uh, so we want to have genuine interest in people. We have to build a bridge, uh, understand where their lives are and what's going on in their hearts. And, and then, as I said, we're in a position to, to bring Jesus into it and to propose him as the answer or, or simply to say, you know, life is, is better with Jesus. And um, that's where, so light a fire, build a bridge. That's where we need to make the connection, understand the person's world, develop some trust uh, begin a real conversation with them. Then we can open the window, bring in the Holy Spirit. That's the imagery that's there. We open the window and let the wind of the Holy Spirit flow into our conversation. So uh, bringing in the, the Holy Spirit to our conversation, introducing Jesus, speaking about him. Maybe it's a personal testimony. Maybe it's an application to a particular problem, an invitation to prayer. And then the, the last step to, to plan a signpost is to give the person a concrete way to move forward with whatever we're proposing. And uh, I really loved uh, talking to Michelle and Father John. They said uh, sometimes they'll just they'll point out that there are two paths at this point. 
you can take the path which is continuing to do what you've been doing and you basically know what that's going to lead to because it's going to lead to the same thing that it's been leading to or mm -hmm. you could take a step and take a different path and maybe bring jesus in in a new way to your life maybe try going to church try praying try opening the scriptures try something different you can make a decision now to try something different and then you can see what the different results are so that's a signpost that's saying there's a choice to be made here. You need to make a choice. You're either going to make the choice to stay in the same path, that's also a choice, or you're going to make a choice to go in a new path. But actually setting up a, a choice is really important for when we encounter people. Now, that's all a very personal structure of evangelization that I think is really valuable for us to hear. And I encourage any of our listeners to check out the Genesis mission, and they'll find that in uh, diocese in uh, in the United Kingdom. They they have formed people. They do little cohorts of very personalized formation for their approach to evangelization. But then to step back and you know, uh, how has that worked for us? You and me, we're saying something that we hope people are listening to, but we're not listening to them first. Well, sort of we are. I'm listening to a lot of people, and you're listening to a lot of people. And mm -hmm. the way that we're talking about the 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 scriptures, the gospel, the the faith is not tailor-made to every individual listener, but it is tailor-made to things that our listeners maybe categorically are struggling with. And, and we've talked about things like, you know, some people that have had a really hard life and have a hard time getting going. Other people who are very successful and are able to engage, but maybe aren't engaging the right things. There are, there are a variety of ways that we connect with people. But I, I think we can do that as well as we can because of the number of people that we listen to. And mm -hmm. I'll admit I'm, I'm limited to a certain degree. The people that talk to me and that I really get to understand from the inside are a certain subset. And that's going to be limited by me being a priest and being so invested in the faith. You connect with a different subset. You don't always connect at the same depth that I do, but, but you certainly connect with people and you know your own experience as well. And so we we leverage that. But I think in order to promote the gospel effectively, you're exactly right. It needs to uh, it needs to be specialized. And it's good if we know how we're specializing it in a given setting. Like right now I'm speaking to, I'm not speaking to the person who is uh, languishing and having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. I'm speaking to somebody who actually has the capacity to listen to somebody and mm -hmm. to tailor make the gospel and who has enough uh, you know, understanding of, of Jesus in order to do that. So it's good for us to be kind of self-aware about what groups we're speaking to when we're speaking in this sort of a larger format uh, uh, medium of, uh, of podcasting, uh, or somebody speaking to a classroom of people or whatever. Knowing the people you're speaking to is really important. Yeah, so to that note, and this might be a question that's just stupid, but ask it anyway. We all are gravitated more towards a certain group of people. You know, may, maybe it's based upon activity we like to do. Maybe it's based upon whatever. You know, I like to hang out with other people that go to this kind of concert or that, that golf or, or whatever. And we just kind of tend to gravitate towards people that, that we have a similar interest with. Um, is it, let me try to say this right. Is it okay that we just start with that group in this conversation of how to say, I'm already naturally inclined to be with this type of person rather than than another type, as you were mentioning before, divine divine um, connections. So, 
is it okay that we're just going after a specific area rather than every single person? Or is that simply saying you're only staying within your bubble and therefore that's not okay? Hopefully that, that question made sense. And didn't come yeah. Because I feel like it did. Okay. Well, I, I think uh, that's always a good challenge to offer ourselves. Uh, am I, do I need a little push out of my comfort zone? Am I not connecting uh, as broadly or with groups that I could be, should be? Um, so I think we always need to challenge ourselves a little bit. We're, we're always inclined to stay in our comfort zone. On the other hand, um, you know, there's certainly an organic uh, set of people who are, are in our lives. You know, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not evangelizing Japan right now. Well, you know, I mean, that's probably reasonable. I'm not in Japan right now. So there, there is a certain degree to which we, we need to work with the people who are in front of us. And mm -hmm. then just, just paying attention internally uh, to, well, I don't understand this person or I don't like this person or I don't want to talk with this kind of person. And so I'm avoiding them. Well, that's a little bit different. Then I need to ask myself, is that really what God wants from me? And sometimes it is. I mean, he's not, you know, pushing everybody to go have conversations with totally unfamiliar crowds. But, uh, but maybe he is in this case. And if I'm not asking the question, I'm, I'm in, I may be inclined to uh, just follow my own preferences. Okay, that makes sense. Because part of the reason I ask that is, you know, in, in my world, people tend to, to, to work better with people that we're comfortable with. And, and therefore have better results and you know it, for better or worse there's a segment of the population that's motivated by seeing results um and, and they want to see that, that the, what they're talking about actually has an impact on someone and that they're having growth from it and when you have a more likelihood of success and you already had that motivational mindset it would make sense to go to where the conversions are you know talking to people with these conversations are the best and I sometimes think that the word conversion is scary um, because it has this implication that your life will never be the same again and change inherently is scary. So I think there's just a notion around that word, whether it's me accurately interpreting it or not, looking at your face makes me think I'm not, <laughs> but, um, but it, 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 and I think that the, the more appropriate way, the way that you're telling us is really just having a conversation, trying to build relationships with each other where it's okay to bring in and open the window to use your words, the Holy Spirit into the conversation. And then whether you're as explicit as you were in saying you can keep going this path or another, um, but just saying, you know, we're already friends, you know, this is what I've chosen to do. Um, you know, if, you know, someone's already gone down this road, it kind of works. Um, you might want to check it out. Um, you maybe don't need to be that explicit, but getting to a spot where you're comfortable enough with people where you can open the window and invite these kind of conversations into your life and to figure out how to do them. I think that that's something that's doable for us. Just, we don't really think of it as how, and that big word of conversion is scary. So I think there's a lot of things I threw at you there, but I think- Yeah, yeah no, that's great. I, I'm uh, gonna take the risk of putting myself in your world and probably messing things up so uh, we can have a little uh, turnaround. But I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, if you're, uh, talking to somebody about a house uh, or an apartment or whatever. And uh, if you love the person and you're not just trying to get a sale, but you actually are, you know, you want to do the best thing for the person and that's your realm and, and uh, they're looking for something. 
then there are a number of things you might be able to introduce them to, but you need to understand what they need first. I mean, maybe maybe refinancing is a thing for them and they don't really understand that, but you do. And that's a whole different approach. That's a conversion to start you know, refinancing or paying attention to elements of that. Or um, maybe they're in a position that they could get another home and rent it out as a B&B. That also is a whole approach that requires some context. That's a risk. That's a, there's a kind of conversion that's there. It's really introducing something new into their life. Or maybe they're going to sh- change neighborhoods and, and look for something. But, you know, as you kind of look at their setup, how much finances they have, and uh, you think, well, maybe that's not the best option, but it's the only one that they understand. And so you, you sort of work with that but maybe help them to think about renovation and how much that would be in, in contrast. So, you know, you have, a, you have a number of different options at your fingertips because you understand everything about housing. And so mm-hmm. if you know what they, if the, what they want, that's very different than coming in and saying like, you need this latest house in this new neighborhood. And you say that to everybody. Well, mm-hmm. then that's not gonna fly. It's gonna fly with one or two people because they're actually looking for that and they know what they want. But what's going to be the most effective approach, not the most optimal one or the most efficient one necessarily, is to to get to know people and then understand what they want and then to bring them through processes that might lead them in very different directions than they understood. And then there's a a mutuality at the end of it because uh, you sell a house or you you help somebody to take a step in their life, but you're doing it with them and you're not using them just to get more money out of them. You're actually Mm -hmm. both pursuing a project together. You have houses, they have a need, and then you find a mutually agreeable solution that benefits both. And and that's really where we are in, you know, the gospel is obviously a much another another order up in terms of uh, eternal significance, I guess, but but it's also about housing in a certain way. And uh, it's also about a, a way of handling your life. And so if we so we need to keep learning and growing so that we know, you know, just like you've had to become expert in housing to have a number of things to offer and speak into different situations for people. Um, we need to keep getting to know the gospel, the Lord better and, and the faith better so that we can speak more directly into people's needs, into people's lives. But, uh, but then we want to do that in a, a specialized way. And, and then that's a beautiful thought and challenge for us to take into the ongoing week. How are we actively learning the gospel more so whatever the world is that we live in you know whether it be housing or sales or just whatever it is that we live in how can we get that proficient and knowledgeable with the gospel so we can communicate that with others it's a very great challenge to take us into the week moving forward and we thank everyone for being with us this week we'll be with you again next week